From best of San Francisco DDTV, The Pink Chill, and DD LaFrag. Hey, I've only lived in San Francisco for 30-something years. What do I know about it? San. Liberals? Mm. They're sadistic progressives. Francisco. This city is Junkies Incorporated. It's the Junkie Apocalypse. Damn. This ain't your phony soy boy San Francisco. This is the San Francisco Dam Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform. Hey everybody, it is Sunday, April 25th, 2021. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I sing happy birthday because it's somebody's birthday all around the world. Today is my late great mother's birthday. It is my late great mother. I've been thinking about her all this weekend. I see little things that remind me of her. And first, everybody, thank you for listening. New listeners, thank you. 43 countries and 50 states listening in to this public cable access style daily psychodramatic podcast. You know how I do it here in San Francisco's California. Before I talk about my mom and relatives who are listening, you may put your shoulders down. You may unclench your stomach. I'm not going to be demystifying that topic. You know exactly the topic I'm talking about. I'm not touching that one here. That topic will be demystified at a different platform where I'm guiding people through the labyrinth of that. Okay, so relax. I'm not going there on that. What's happening here in San Fran feces? It's still a junkie wasteland. New listeners, a junkie is a Merriam-Webster dictionary definition for a narcotics addict. The exodus continues from San Francisco. Texas is wide open. Florida is wide open. Many states are wide open. California is still primarily shut. Dribs and drabs are reopening. It it sucks, really. San Francisco used to be a world-class bohemian arts hub. Now our biggest industry is Junkies, Inc., the homeless industrial nonprofit complex scammers, rackets. It's a scam. It's a racket. People are actually sleeping on concrete, y'all. It is third world conditions, a quote from a follower, Victorian freak show. San Francisco is a Victorian freak show now. You would not believe it. Go ahead to San Francisco Dam on Twitter and scroll. I haven't been there in a while. I'm coming back at the end of this week, maybe. And look at the people that I follow, San Francisco people. Oh, my God, you'll see some of these videos. You will not believe it. Liberals, huh? Hmm, yeah, I roll. Anyway, back to talking about my mom, which I love, my mother, my sweet mother. Today is my mother's birthday. To keep everybody's privacy, I'm just going to call her Tootsie. That's what her family called her when she was younger. Her nickname is Tootsie. I am one of seven children. My mother and father were married. They divorced. My father, like so many men of all races, particularly African-American men, what, I'm keeping it real, he abdicated the throne of patriarchy. He left a woman with seven children to raise on her own, one special needs. What sort of man does that? Okay, what sort of man does that? A lot of men do that. All right? And I want to tell you ladies that are dating males who aren't proud of their children and don't bring up their children, a man is not going to treat you better than he treats his children. Okay? A man will never treat you better than he treats his children, better or worse. San Francisco Damn Daily Truth Bombs. No Namby Pamby permission necessary. Being one of seven children... 
I knew that my mother didn't have so much time for me. Seven children. Visualize that, people. People who don't even have kids. Visualize having seven dogs. Visualize having seven cats. Visualize having seven parakeets or birds, whatever. That's hard. You can't keep your eyes on everybody. So I knew as a little girl that it was best to stay out of the way. I'm one of the younger kids of this big menagerie of children. Uh, kind of one of the runts, runts of the litter. I was wobbly-necked, cross-eyed, gawky teeth, big lo- lopsided afro. I was definitely an ugly duckling for real. One of my brother-in-laws, Jerome, told me that. He says, you are the ugly duckling. He told me that when I was 16 because that's when I started blossoming into my looks. But the point I'm making is it's my mother's birthday. Tootsie was a feminine and formidable woman. She was feminine, formidable, and fearless. I have inherited that from her. I'm not a strong black woman. And the listeners, yes, I am a biologically born, genetic, sexist woman, is bohemian, libertine, middle-aged black woman. But I do not like when people call me a strong black woman. I tell them why that's not a positive. When you call a black woman a strong black woman, you're basically saying that she is not being covered by the patriarchy. When a black woman is called strong, there ain't no man around helping her out. Strong black woman, my foot. My mother wasn't a strong black woman either. She was formidable, fearless, and feminine. We're allergic to free-range, hyper-allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. She had beautiful fingers. Her nails were always pretty. She didn't wear much makeup at all. She was naturally beautiful, a beautiful, her skin tone was a beautiful shade. It's hard to describe, like butterscotch or reddish brown, sort of like, you guys, Diane Carroll. She looked like that, had that kind of look. I think of Liz Taylor when I think of my mother. She was my biggest fan. She allowed me to start reading Mad Magazines when I was four and a half. She had seven children to take care of, okay, with an absentee husband. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Of course, you had need help from the government to raise your children. Can you imagine? People think about it. Seven children. So I'm one of seven children, little bookworm, geekle, geeky, mad magazine freak, Stevie Wonder freak up in the room, drawing comics, staying out of trouble, staying out of trouble. When my mother was a stage mother, she wanted me to be a cartoonist. She tried to get me a cartoonist job when I was a kid with a local paper. I really didn't want to do it. But she wanted me to, and she would dictate comics. She wanted me to draw. I did those for her. She helped me get a paper route job. She enabled me to work. I was in something called DECA, Distributive Education Clubs of America. She encouraged me to work. So I worked. I had a job after school and summers throughout high school. So it wasn't so bad being a poor kid on welfare because I had that spending money. This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac. But I worked, and that was a really good thing because I knew the value of a dollar. What I learned from my mother, everybody, who was a stage mom, what I learned from my mother is uh, you need to pick the right guy to be the father of your children. I am highly censoring myself. There's a lot. of My family members know there's a lot that I really want to say that I'm not saying here. She supported me every step of the way. Everything I did artistically, I couldn't, I couldn't put a step wrong. Sometimes she would say during my wild and crazy performance art years, Dee Dee, why you got to show your butt? Or Dee Dee, why are you painting your chest? Children, I did really outrageous things on stage. 
and she was proud every award I won, I would immediately rush to the phone and call my mother. I would call my mother from Hawaii, from Mexico, from Amsterdam and Holland, from London, from South America. I always called her, Mom, I'm doing this. Mom, I'm doing that. I would send her clippings. She was the best stage mother possible, and she had the most beautiful singing voice. She cooked beautifully. She was the funniest woman I ever met, people. She would crack me up. Later in her life, she she got religion like a lot of black women do. That's not going to be me, though. I'm not a believer, and that's okay. Believe what you want, people. I'm not a believer. And she would call, and she'd say, Didi, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. <sighs> you know what I do? I'd say, okay, mama, and I would let her, like, get at it, and she'd start talking in tongues. I would sit the phone down and walk away, come back. Okay, mama, she'd be going She'd start praying, praying, praying. She kept praying, and I would come back and forth. And we would have conversations, theological conversations about religion, which, again, I'm not a believer, but I respect everybody else's belief. In short, I am my mother's daughter. And what I learned from my mother was I knew I never wanted to have kids. I saw how hard it was. When people pretend like it's so easy to raise kids, that's people who aren't raising kids. That's people who haven't raised their kids throughout the child's entire life. That's people who have had a lot of support, had the grandmother helping them, had their mama helping them. Raising kids is hard, and I never wanted to be a single mother. I never wanted to be a divorced mom, although I've been married twice. I'm currently a widow. Rest in peace, Richard LaFrac. My mother was an outdoorsy woman. She loved her family. She loved her grandchildren. She had squirrels in the yard. She was very compassionate towards them. She was a gardening lady. She loved being outdoors. She loved fishing. She loved eating peaches, sitting on the patio in peace. There was so much more that I could say. (sighs) Misty moment here. I love you, mother. Rest in peace. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening. I love you. Guess what? I'm Didi LaFrac. I trust my vibe. San Francisco Dam. That's today's episode of the San Francisco Dam Podcast with sexist womanist bohemian Didi LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening.